seeking collaborations with influential people. At GZPR, we create passion-fueled collaborations that go beyond traditional representation, a performance agency that onboards new clients every month. Our focus is on POC collaborations. Contact us now at hellogzpr.com, a self-aware public relations agency exploring world perspectives with leading talents. Hello and welcome. My name is Tiffany Farrag and welcome to Get to Know You, a podcast for those who want to open conversations and access deeper dialogue, where conversations can become stronger when we explore our thinking and behavior. Every Tuesday, a new question will be asked to a guest speaker. Genuine, everyday people here to have insightful conversations. My guest speaker today is from New York, currently living in Chicago. She is the founder of Roma Skincare. She is a lover of the community, environment, and clean skincare. She spent the last decade in New York City grinding in the tenacious environment of Wall Street. A woman on the go. She tried countless skincare products, but nothing seemed to work to combat the stress stress which led to breakouts dark circles and dehydrated skin empowered by the idea that she could help people feel their best she embarked on a mission to create the solution she and others needed roma skincare is a woman-owned clean and sustainable facial skincare line that was launched earlier this year the gen gender neutral line was built after realizing there were too many products in her bathroom cabinet that weren't delivering results she solved the hassle of cluttered choice paralysis by creating transparent good for you formulas with insight into the product journey from start to finish that could be shared regardless of gender they also recently won the Knott's 2020 Beauty Award for Best Face Wash. She is now living in Chicago with her husband, a proud mum to a golden retriever, and her skin has never looked better. She spends less time trying new products and more time on things that matter. She's continuing to build a community around her brand and helping others discover the joy of healthy, beautiful skin. Welcoming Lauren Rome to Get to Know You. Welcome, Lauren. Thank you very much. My pleasure. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. So I really think it'd be great for the listeners to hear more about your product and why it's so unique and, and a fantastic product. Sure. So I launched the brand, like you said, because I felt like I had this bathroom overflowing with products that weren't working. At the time, I was really searching for solutions, something easy, something simple that could fit into my daily routine. And I noticed that my boyfriend was experiencing some of the same issues too. We were traveling long distance. This is before I moved to Chicago. And um, we were on airplanes a lot. We were grabbing for products. And I recognized that there was a gap in this clean skincare world of trying to find a simple solution that I could trust that worked. And so um, with that, I, I... decided to team up with experts and build a line of products where we could show and illustrate the journey from the extraction of every single ingredient all the way to how we then get it out to the customer. And so the line is comprised of a cleanser, a moisturizer, and an overnight mask. It's a simple one, two, three. It fits into the lifestyle of all of us active, busy professionals. That's fantastic. And what are some main, like what the, the ingredients that, uh, that are in the product? Sure. So most of the ingredients are very hydrating to the skin. 
Um, things like you may have heard of hyaluronic acid or shea butter, mm -hmm. um, certain oils that are very nourishing, that don't strip the skin, calendula oil, primrose oil. Um, and really the focus was to create a good mix of both the, the nature, the, the natural elements, organic ingredients, but also have sci science play a big role. So a lot of the chemistry of ingredients that are active, uh, that, ha that have a good effect on the skin, those things that help with those fine lines and wrinkles, which we all care about as we're aging, uh, those were very important to me. So the, the line is this... Um, really it packs a punch because you've got all you need in in one bottle everything from your face wash which for women takes off makeup for men you pump it like you pump a shampoo in the in the shower <laughs> and quickly wash your face with it uh to a moisturizer which you can use morning and night mm -hmm. and then an overnight mask which you sleep in which has cbd in it which is a very trendy ingredient these days which is anti-inflammatory and antibacterial that's fantastic. And what about age groups? So like when would you use like for all age groups? Could kids use it? I don't know. Like usually kids don't need it, but <laughs> could kids use this kind of product? You know, I've seen everything now that I'm in this world and it's a very big transition for me from my from my previous career. I've definitely seen younger kids or at least teenagers who are starting to experience those hormone fluctuations in their skin start to adopt uh, skincare routines. But for the most part, I'd say my line is built for those who are uh, in that 20s to 30-somethings, although, of course, we see plenty of people in the older segment and in the younger segment, because the idea was that I built this line for everyone. Mm. It didn't matter if you had a lot of pigment in your skin and you were a dark ebony color, or if you had, like me, combination skin with a lot of redness and needed to, you know, help with that, uh, reducing that redness and infl inflammation, all the way in between. So I wanted to make sure that this line worked for everyone. So technically, there are no bounds to, to Romer skincare, um, but but we 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 formulated with the idea that this could be uh, hydrating and moisturizing, and also acne controlling and blemish reducing reducing, and then lastly, firming and soothing and uh, anti aging. Okay, fantastic. So all kind of skin types. So, you know, like the sensitive skin type and the normal skin type, it's for everybody. People with That's sensitive skin, it's still calm and, and, and easy on their skin. That's right. Okay, fantastic. And different cultures too. So all different races, You've like you said, you've all these different colors, but different textures of skin or different kind of thickness of skin. It all works quite well for, for all those different kind of cultures and, and ethnicities. Yeah, I think uh, skincare and the beauty industry specifically it's really having a moment with this idea of inclusivity. Mm. Uh, plenty of brands, and I think back to, you know, looking through my cabinets, so the, the color that stuck out to me, a lot of my bottles are pink because I'm female and they were marketed to me as this is perfect for the teenage woman. And then as I got older, my preferences started to shift and also um, my, my habits started to change. And so what, what was important to me was developing a line that worked regardless of where 
some brand or company thought I should be, you know, pigeonholed into. I think people just want solutions that work at the end of the day. They want, they want to say, oh, I can trust that. I know it works. I can use that brand consistently. And I know that I'll get better skin. And so my idea was to take out that uh, choice paralysis of walking into a drugstore and seeing a hundred different pink skincare products and instead saying, you know, how can we make this work for all people all both genders, all types of skin, and have something fit in that's that's clean and simple. Yes, that's fantastic. I really love that. And you distribute to around the world, or is it just within the U.S.? Not yet, not yet. Okay. So right now, we're only in the U.S., but hopefully, uh, fingers crossed, within the next few months, we'll be expanding distribution. But right now, uh, you can just be sold on our website, mm-hmm. and we might be pivoting to do some exciting collaborations and partnerships with retailers uh, throughout the U.S. at the moment, and then hopefully internationally. Oh, that's fantastic. So that's the next step. It is. Excellent. Excellent. I, lo- I really love that. And I really love how like the gender neutral, like you don't really see many brands for skincare that is gender neutral. So that's, that's quite fantastic. And I think quite unique to your product. And um, what do, so you said there's three things that come into the, like this kit. So it's a cleansing kit. That's right. It's our complete regimen. And the three products include this face wash, this cleanser, which is an aloe vera base, Mm -hmm. a moisturizer, which again has some of those really nourishing, good soothing ingredients. And then lastly, the overnight mask, which is the, the, the most active of the three products. So typically we recommend only using it a few days a week, as opposed to every single day. Mm. It's really for when you need that extra boost of moisturize. Ah, okay. And what about for those people like, you know, there's some of us who are quite really, really lazy and we only (laughs) want to use one product. I totally understand. I totally understand. (laughs) I can't tell you how many customers I meet. You know, yesterday we were doing some engagement with uh, men in, in apartment buildings locally here in Chicago, downtown Chicago. And these are men in their 20s. So they're, they're quite, you know, they're a little younger. They really don't take care of themselves that well yet. And it's amazing the feedback that I received about how, you know, even three steps seems like a lot to some people. <laughs> um, and so, I, you know, I think you're, you can start anywhere. Um, I, I definitely recommend starting with washing your face with something other than a bar of soap or your, or your all-in-one body wash. And it's easy, right? You can incorporate it in the shower, for example, when you're otherwise cleaning yourself, why not incorporate also cleaning and cleansing your face? Mm. And then you can work up into other things. So, um, you know, another another customer of ours says, I keep them in all three different spots. So mm. one is in the shower, one product is by my sink, and one product is by my bed. So I know that before I go to bed, I'm using the overnight treatment and I can put that on when I need it. And that was an easier way to get into uh, starting starting a routine with skincare. But I think, look, it's never too late to start. And there's plenty of benefits um, that, that, that you'll, you'll see both externally, of course, the appearance of your skin, but also internally, it feels really good to take care of yourself, especially in this time that we're in right now, where there's a lot of chaos and a lot of stuff going on. 
Um, whatever that is for you, it's different for everyone. But I love this idea of being able to stop and take a second to say, what do I need to make me feel better, to make me look better? Because we all want to look and feel good. We all yeah. want to look and feel our best. And that was very much the the, the reason and the mission behind why I, I had launched the brand. That's fantastic. And uh, typically, you don't need to use all three, uh, like one after the other, like you can use like, you know, one in the morning, another in the evening, another at night, right? Or do you have to use all three one after the other? No, it's, it's, it is a system, but it's designed to integrate into your life the way okay. you live your life. Mm. And I think that is important that while we're helping you find, make time and space for the stuff that matters, we're allowing you to also decide how you want that to look because it's different for everyone. So this idea of a system or a routine can be tweaked slightly. So for me, for example, I like to wash my face in the morning because it gets all the grime off my skin from overnight. And then I hydrate. And then I, all I do is put moisturizer on. And some people wear a face of makeup. Some don't. I typically don't wear a lot of makeup. But only later on in the day, at, at, at night, right before I'm going to bed as I'm brushing my teeth, do I then put on my, my evening routine? But some people are different. Some people like to put on products during the day. So I think it's just a function of what works for you and, and you know, what feels good. And, and everyone, you know, everyone's different. Absolutely. Absolutely. You just mentioned another thing there. I think your brand would work really well in Europe because Europe, a lot of Europeans don't wear makeup. So I know in the Western world, in Australia too, <laughs> everyone likes to put makeup on after they do a cleanse and that. And it's just something they just never leave the house without makeup on. But in Europe, no one wears makeup, like unless you have like a big major event of some sort, but your skin is always cleaned and, and like people like to not put foundation and things like that on their on their skin or what I've noticed anyway. Like it's just like, oh, no, in France as well, Spain, Portugal, all these different countries, nobody, Germany, people aren't wearing makeup. So I think it would be work, your product will work really well. <laughs> it's a natural Sorry. European glow. I think yes. I'm in the wrong country. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah, so that would be great once you get that going and uh, and this distribute internationally and a lot of our listeners are international so um i'm sure they'll be very keen or if they have friends in the u.s they could buy it from get their friends to buy it for them and uh, <laughs> mail it through <laughs> i love that idea though very yeah. creative tip <laughs> <laughs> exactly okay so now uh listeners you'll be able to uh actually I usually do this at the end, but sometimes I think it'd be nice to do it now. Where can people find you, Lauren? Where can they find the product? How can they find you? Sure. So I think uh, the best thing to do would be to invite all listeners to check out our website, mm -hmm. romerskincare.com, and try us out. Um, I'd love to encourage people to go on and also engage with our social media sites as well. So if you're on Instagram, follow us at romerskincare. And we do a lot about education of the ingredients and why we made certain decisions in creating the products so that we can educate those newbies to skincare who still maybe are just transitioning out of their, their prior uh, cleansing habits. I'll put and, my um, hand up and say I'm one of them. <laughs> perfect. That's okay. Um, but, we, but we'd love for people to, to check us out, try us out. Again, start with the cleanser. It's an easy place to start uh, and engage with us and tell us what you think. Fantastic. 
Great. Thank you so much, Lauren. So now, listeners, we're going to be diving into a question. It's quite a full-on question. It's really, like, uh, quite deep and uh, philosophical. And there's a, we did some research. I did some research behind it to try and find some theories. And um, uh, we're going to just take this question where our thoughts may lead us. Neither of us, neither of us are psychologists of any sort. But uh, let's see what happens. Let's see where this discussion goes. So the question is... How do you know you are fulfilled? Now, what were some first things, Lauren, that came to your mind when I mentioned this question? So first thing I did was Google what is the definition of fulfillment? Because for me, I wanted to understand how the world looks at fulfillment versus mm. how I, I might see fulfillment. Okay. And so that was my first step. What was your first step? Oh, my first, uh, I, yeah, I was just like, well, what is, what is fulfillment? I was like, you know, not just how people were looking at it, but just what is it? Like, what is it meant to, you know, what is this word? What does this word mean? So like, that's how my approach was it for initially. Um, and then when, where, did, where did you take it from there? So after that, you know, the, the definition was very bland in my mm. opinion. Um, the achievement of something desired, promised, or predicted. Mm -hmm. And to me, that's like a fulfillment of a childhood dream. And, you know, by no means was I sitting there hugging a teddy bear when I was little in bed thinking, oh, I'm going to create skincare creams. And that's going to be, you know, that's going to be my, my, that's going to bring me fulfillment. Yes. So for me, then I I started to think about, okay, well, well, what is it? Um, and again, I'm, I'm not an expert either. So this is, you know, to caveat, I'm still figuring it out. This is my journey. This is my mm, experience. But fulfillment to me is really this feeling of being better off, be, feeling empowered, feeling okay. happier and, and attaining something that's satisfying and worthwhile. But not and, happiness, right? It's not, you know. not happiness. No, it's not, not talking. Success. Yeah. Okay. I I think it's, you know, it's this idea of a life well lived when people say, you know, you want to live a life well lived. It's it's not the same thing as, as success. It's not the same thing as, as happiness, Mm. but just feeling that sense of meaning or empowerment or that, that happier, those happy moments that to me is really, I think what fulfillment is for you okay for yeah because it's quite it's quite interesting because it's going to be very different for everybody um it'll be great to hear what's the cafe episode about this and what people have to say but uh yeah fulfillment uh, uh for me i don't know if it's something sustainable is it meant is it meant to be something i wake up in the morning i feel fulfilled are we meant to be fulfilled at the end of the day uh is it a seasonal thing of fulfillment are we fulfilled in a seasonal thing you know is it too much to look at fulfillment in all aspects of our life and put it all together or are we fulfilled in one thing and maybe not in another I think these are all valid and important questions I mean this is really powerful stuff because there's there's not a right answer. It's not no. like algebra where where you have a problem and you can solve it. This is um, this is something that's individual and and it's both external and internal. Mm. You know, I think there's an element of 
extrinsic fulfillment and perhaps intrinsic fulfillment, right? Because you have, you know, the things that are extrinsic, what I immediately think of is money, a promotion. For me, it's, um, you know, uh, getting a mention in an, in an article in a major publication. And, and that's, that's, that could be fulfilling, right? That could be an external way of, of finding fulfillment. Is that like, like when you're saying that what's coming to my mind is that, is it looking at being validated in some way or form external? Perhaps validation, perhaps just gratification. Mm-hmm. Um, I think then there's the, you know, the, the idea of the intrinsic, which perhaps is the same thing. Maybe it is also validation or gratification, but it's internal, right? It's, it's, um, so like self-validation, self-validation, you know, that feeling of, um, really being, being internally pleased with whatever it is that, that is your motivator, right? That is your, that is that thing that makes you excited or, or feel powerful or feel empowered or, or energized. You know, for me, it, it could be very different for everyone else. But yeah. for me, some of those things might be uh, sense, creating a sense of community and feeling, feeling surrounded by, by positivity or helping others and feeling like a trusted advisor that gives me that internal sense of, of power and motivation. So. Yes. That's the word I was looking for is the fulfillment or the intrinsic fulfillment motivation. What motivates you to want to get up in the morning, go throughout your day? Like what's like something that makes you want to move in your day or keep you, not just to keep you moving and not just, okay, I've got to get up. I've got to go do this. I've got to go do that. What's something that's pulling you where you feel that pull towards that you want to, that you want to move throughout your day? Is that part of it? The motivation? I think so. I think it's a huge aspect of it. I think it's that idea that what is, what is our why? I think so many of us get like really they really don't understand what drives us, right? Like, uh, what what is that motivator? Like you said, what gets you out of bed in the morning? And I definitely think we all need to look within in order to find those aspects that that bring us out into our goals and our true idea of what those moments can lead to as far as fulfillment goes. Mm, mm. When I'm thinking of this myself, like I, I look at well, am I fulfilled first? I don't like, you know, you, you try and question like, am I fulfilled right now? And if I am, or if I feel that I am, why do I feel that way? So, okay. I'm like looking at myself. Like I know doing this with you right now makes me feel fulfilled. Like at the end of it, I'm like, oh, you know, it's <laughs> very fulfilling for me, you right. know? And I'm like, well, can't, is that fulfillment tied in with where I find meaning in life. Is that what's giving me meaning in life? Is that what, is that the fulfillment part of it? This is making me feel like I have meaning in life. This to me is developing and, and talking and connecting and diving deep in these questions. It brings me a lot of fulfillment. So it brings mm-hmm. me a lot of, I feel like gives me meaning, gives me meaning in life. So 
and why that is. Like I think fulfillment too, a lot a strong part of that is feeling connected with others. Like I think whatever you're feeling fulfillment from needs to have connection from people. It's not just something you do with yourself. Yeah, that's very interesting. Um, I, I think about my own path and my own pivot and my need to get off my hamster wheel and then start to focus on um, the things that fulfill me. And, and a lot of them are connection with people. So I think there is a, is a big component to that of the interaction with others and where you, where you find fulfillment, uh, both inside internally to yourself, but then also with the people that you interact with who are part of your daily life. Yeah. Yeah, like like trying to narrow in on that a bit more, just go a bit deeper. I think like, you know, we're all coming on, you know, we're all on this planet. We're all doing something or like once we're getting to adulthood, we're trying to do something that that it brings, that people use it, people experience it, people have it. And we're always trying to create something that involves other people or people. And that's probably where, you know, this idea of fulfillment or something that we, it seems like we're chasing it. We're, we're always trying to chase this fulfillment because with some of the, with the research that I did find, they say that very little people are fulfilled, which, mm. is, quite, which is quite interesting. Well, why is, why is that? Are, if we're, are we all just continuously trying to reach it, but what, we don't ever get there? Or like, who are these very little, small amount of people that do reach it? It's amazing because, um, you know, I, I think about this, this standardization, right? Like all these people who are programmed to, um, you know, for me, for example, I studied economics. I had uh, at the dinner table, I was surrounded by discussions of what's happening in the world and stock markets. So naturally, I wanted to enter into this path of, of being in the investment world. I was one of 20,000 employees and I felt like I was working really hard. I enjoyed what I was doing. It wasn't that I didn't like the work. I liked the work. I, I was working very hard, putting a ton of work into my job, but I was feeling um, burnt out. Whereas mm. now when I put in all this work, similar amount of work, similar energy. It's not that my personality has changed. I'm now fired up. I, I'm, mm. I'm now, I'm now fulfilled. You know, I'm, I, I have, so I think there is an element of looking at around at other people's definitions of success, of other people's idea of even maybe fulfillment, chasing that and which was what I was doing in my past, you know, in, in the last decade of my life before I started my own business. And uh, using my strengths to help this big machine where it was just such a small piece. When I now took myself out of that, I'm, I'm able to take this creativity, the same energy, the same work ethic, and apply it to something that I'm much more passionate about, that I deep down find more meaning in, 
similar to how you feel that way with, with the podcast. And I think very few people understand that about themselves, can pull themselves out of that, you know, 10, what was almost my 10 year career journey because of what I thought was standardized and programmed to do. And then throw it into something different. Yeah, that's fantastic. You know, as you were speaking there, like you touched on something really great point, and then it made me look at the word itself, fulfillment. Like you were saying that you were doing something and you were feeling drained, like, you know, you're going to it, you're just going through the things, you're not feeling energized. But with this, you're fu- you're fully energized, even though I'm sure you're doing a lot more work. So I think the word fulfilled, like it's like whatever it is you're doing, but it doesn't drain you. It gives you more energy. It gives you more. It makes you feel fuller, like you're, you're like overflowing. It's that passion that becomes your North Star, right? It's you're living your your living your purpose with a passion. It's it's what brings you to life. It's what brought me to life. And it attracted others, right? It, it, mm-hmm. it enabled me to, you know, find my, fu- my now husband. It enabled me to feel like I could get 10 hours of sleep, you know, and that I could still put in a 16-hour a, a day like I did yesterday. <laughs> That's 26 hours, but you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yes, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, it's definitely it's definitely incredible. So there's this, oh, as I was researching, there was this theory that I found. I don't, it's called uh, Maslow's Hierarchy Theory. His name is Abraham Maslow. He came up with this theory in 1943, Okay. Now, looking at this theory, that had it had basically uh, three subcategories. So it's like a pyramid. So imagine like a, this this pyramid, and at the bottom of the pyramid is your basic needs, like for your your like food, water, warmth, rest. Okay, you know, I'm, uh, not everybody, of course, in the world has this, but a lot of us do. Okay, and the other subcategory that which was a little bit higher than that, which is also under basic needs, was your security and safety. All right, and okay, I think you know most a lot of us are kind of there too. And then it kind of hit, hit and touched on uh, the next part of that was your physical, your psychological needs, so belo- belongingness and love needs, like intimate relationships and friendships. Now, this could be maybe not everyone would have it with a lot of people or they may have it with one person or maybe they don't have it at all. And then it kind of went into like your esteem needs, so feeling of accomplishment, which is a kind of what we touched on, like feeling that that feeling that you've that you were put into some really well-renowned uh, um, article, like, or something like that, that kind of gave you that filming. And then at the top of that was self-fulfillment, at the top of that pyramid. So, and it, and what was interesting about this top of the pyramid was it included creative activities. So a lot of, I'm wondering, like, do we feel this self-fulfillment when we create something and people enjoy it? Is that the basis of it? Do you think? I, I definitely think there 
is a huge, that, that is a huge part of it because the moment I took my creativity and put it towards creation of helping others discover the gift of good skin or healthy skin or whatever you want to call that, it, it became so much more meaningful to me. You know, I, I, I stopped thinking about comparing myself, comparing my business, all I'm thinking about day in and day out. And there, of course, are challenging days. All I'm thinking about day in and day out is spreading, you know, spreading this mission with, with others and, and really living in the idea of what I'm trying to create. And so that, that provides, I think, uh, a much stronger quality of life, a sense of calm, because I'm not seeking some external goal, but rather I'm just focused on creating. I'm just focused on um, th- the activity of, of what I need for f- to be fulfilled. And I think it's, it's so it's so important that we design our lives around that concept. Um, the, the hierarchy is perfect. Um, the basic things that you need are basic elements to survive. As you go up and up that pyramid, you're getting to a much smaller sliver, but it's so much more um, unique and, and important and, and amazing as far as the, the, you know, the sky's the limit once you get up there, even though it's this much smaller piece of the puzzle. Yeah, I really like that. No, no, I love that. I love that so much. And like, you know, maybe the reason why a lot of people don't reach that top is because they're not given the opportunity uh, in their lives to be able to have that, that creative kind of outlet or there's you know there's so much on their shoulders to just get through the day or to get to the next day because of all of the responsibility that they have relative to family or everyone's socioeconomical kind of um uh, either um luck or not based on what kind of family that they were brought into or um grew up in um will change the ability to be able to have that sense of fulfillment or create. And so I think that's an interesting one though, because I wonder if, even if you have specific circumstances, if mm. we could all pull ourselves out for just a moment and do a little exercise, uh, you know, make a conscious effort to say, what is meaningful to me? You know, what would provide me with fulfillment? What would uh, get me thinking that I could, you know, where's one small thing, even if it's a tiny thing that you could change to say, you know, I know some, here's something new that motivates me. This is my why. Let me go, let me go focus on that for a little bit. Even if it's just something small, I think you can, I think we can all, no matter what, constraints you are hamstrung by, I think we can all make even the smaller shifts to find even just an inch more, that little bit more of fulfillment. 
Yeah, absolutely. I get what you I get what you mean. Like, you know, our brains are constantly on thinking. You know, you can take your mind and go, okay, I know it's thinking about these things, but hang on, let me just stop for a minute and and just give it a a, a playful moment. Creativity is being playful. Let me play. You know, yeah. it's you know five minutes to play. Let me pl- yeah. you know sit there using this pen and paper and see what I draw out or come up with or an idea that I've had and let me play with it in my mind for a bit. And it's great for you, like mentally, even to get through those difficult times. If you, even if you are, you know, like I'm sure, you know, especially during this time, we're all struggling in it, and there's a lot of things going on, and everyone's levels are different, of course. Um, but you know, have that five or ten minutes, or you know, just five or ten minutes, just to play and like let your mind wander, let your mind, yeah, let your hands wander. I don't know. Um, uh, I did this. Um, did some research before about how moving your hands and playing, especially with your hands, actually uh, with both hands, uh, allowed for more creativity. Using your hands, if you were doing that more as a child, you were more likely to be more problem solving and coming up with different ideas than you were if you didn't play with your hands, which was quite interesting. So, like, I think it's a great lesson for parents too, for anyone listening who's a parent, and I'm not one. So, let me caveat I don't know how challenging it is to be a parent, but. The one thing I think I had, which was helpful, as you were saying that, I was thinking about my childhood and about what my parents gave me and um, an important lesson. So they always said the world is your oyster. You can be anything you want to be and and go explore that. And of course, then I fell into something that was familiar initially mm-hmm. right out of school. <laughs> but but um, I, I think there is so much so much power in this ability as a young person to look at the world with big open eyes and get excited about all the possibilities, the endless possibilities. And I do think we are on the verge of something spectacular with creative thinkers who, like me, are deciding to leave a big institution and go out and create something. And so if you, you know, if you do have young children encourage them to think about what what motivates them even if they're young asking those questions you know not do you like soccer but why do you like soccer you know what is what what is exciting what what do you what do you like most what's what's it giving you that's that's great you know that the sport is great so i think there's some so many ways that we can encourage and and challenge children especially to get excited about the idea that they can go on to do anything they want to do. And that in, innate in that is this preparation for helping that child feel more fulfilled. You know, if I knew that I could, I could be anything, build anything, once I did, you know, once I took a second look 10 years into my career, and made that shift and made that pivot. I felt like I felt like a child again. I got so excited mm. about you know the, this this idea that I could go out and and really build something. And and that is that's a really cool feeling. Absolutely, Very- I think you know a big a big thing that you pointed out there is like excitement. And I think a lot of adults forget how to get excited. 
they don't know how they lose that ability to get excited or they think it's like, what am I doing? Or it's silly to be, to get excited about something. And even it like, it, like you don't have to, you know, we're not saying go and just focus on that one creative thing. Like, of course, you've got your job, you've got what you're doing now. You need it to survive and to like put food on the table. Understandable, of course, but on the side or on your weekends or on your day off or in your lunch break, you know, I'm sure your brain switches off, switch it off and, and, um, and be playful with it. And I think like take that, take that, uh, you know, opportunity. I, I like the idea. Like I think if universities had this more where there's like just an empty block, an empty block of do whatever you want and just see what happens. Like we don't have that enough. And people think, oh, yeah, you've got it when you go home. But, yeah, people go home on the weekends and they tend not to do anything. They just want to turn off completely. So they don't want to explore their 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 like uh, skills that the hidden skills that they might have, or hidden talents. They don't tend to explore it. So like I don't know if 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 people aren't doing it with themselves, and it seems like a lot of us humans need someone to hold our hands for you know to to get moving into something that we really like to be doing. Maybe universities could have this kind of empty block. I love the idea of an empty block or, you know, using that time on the weekend when we want to be sitting in front of Netflix and watching a show, but rather, could you find some small way to feel slightly more creative and perhaps fulfilled? Mm. Um, You know, there's this, this idea, creativity fosters innovation. Yes. So, it's with this, it's with this escape of our mind when we're alone with ourselves, whether that's meditation or you're in a workout class and maybe that's your time to think, or you walk around the block. For me, I walk my dog around the block and that's my few moments of break from my day where I step away from the to-do list, step away from the tasks and just allow myself to be a little bit more with my thoughts and a little bit more with this idea that it doesn't have to be linear. It doesn't have to be linear. It doesn't have to be so goals-based. It's not always about progress and getting to the next day and getting to the next step or the next stage. Um, Perhaps there is a, you know, a a new thing you want to learn, a new experience you want to have, a new moment you want to remember. And those are all powerful. Those are all important and can be fulfilling. Absolutely. You know what, as you were speaking there, what came to what, what something that I, I actually went to on the weekend, I went to this exhibition and mm-hmm. it was a, uh, about um, Buckminster Fuller. And he was somebody at, he's from the US and he wrote down every idea, every thought. He wrote documents and documents and documents, like 14,000 documents. And I saw them, all these different things that he created and like the, the geocentric um, capsule and all these, and like he had an idea after idea after idea after idea. And something Can funny that he did. <laughs> yeah. One funny thing that he did, which I think allowed for more creativity, was he, I'm not telling people to do this, but I thought it was quite <laughs> interesting, was he didn't speak for two years. He didn't speak, which I think is how a lot of creativity cut. Like his mind just went and he just came up with like all these different ideas, which I thought was incredible. And 
you know, a big thing there uh, and, and something that he likes to mention and he talks about a lot if you, if you look at what he writes and things is that we are all, as humans, creators. Mm. We are all creative. Some people think they're not. I think that's the thing too and I think the loss of fulfilment comes from that. People think, oh, I don't have anything to offer. I don't have anything that I can do. I don't know what I can do. Like that's probably like where majority of people lie. It's like, that writer's block. It's that feeling like, oh, I'm not going to go start something. I'm not going to go leave my job because I don't know what I would start. I don't even have an idea or I don't, I don't know how, I don't, I don't think, I can't think of anything. Yes. It's, and I was there too. I mean, I, I, I think I remember thinking to myself, well, what am I going to do if I, if I don't do this? I don't, this is what I've studied. This is what I know. This is what I'm a student of and this is what I've built my entire reputation and network around um, within, you know, within a six month period, I quickly changed gears, transitioned. And I was happy in my, in my old, you know, I, I don't, I wouldn't say I was stunted, but the, but the, but the place I'm at now is completely transformative and so different. And so if you can push your, I think the the message and motto I would send to anyone who feels like they might be in that kind of writer's block moment is to, to push a little harder, dig a little deeper within you. And you never know what's on the other side. And for me, I, you know, could I, five years ago, did I ever think I would be in Chicago running a, a, a skincare business after, you know, being in finance? No, I didn't. And, and I, I, I really, you know, I was someone who loved being around the trading floor, sitting six inches from my boss and having a hundred people that I would shout to, you know, day in and day out. But this is, this is a new sense of, of gratification and, I, I think there's, it's so cool that you can be one thing one day and something a little different the next. Yeah. And, and, and that's, that's just a cool, that's a really interesting takeaway from my experience. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But I do get how people can like, you know, you get stuck into that and then you're like like to them to look at the other side is like it's so far away but you know you took some baby steps you were like oh my skin I don't like like it was relative to you it was well I need to do this for me like to help me or make me feel good initially and then it's like oh well this can also benefit other people like but it starts with like all these little baby steps that you're just doing because it's making you feel good right what makes you feel good can you do more of that that's and can it. you do, can you do less of the things that make you feel bad? That's I the hated, simplest as we can put it. I hated making cold calls and I loved being around a community of people. How can I do less of that and do more of the other? How can I surround myself with more events or have a book club where I'm interacting with people and engaging with people regularly? And how, how can I do less of the outreach that feels really foreign and cold and, you know, not 
not in not interesting because there's you're not really building a human connection. You're just trying to get people to sign up or convert or whatever the goal is. And so I think again, it's it's how can you do more of the things you love and less of the things that you don't that don't bring you joy. Yeah, absolutely. And the, and the thing too is like when you're when you're looking at what you what you do love, look at it in a in a sense of um well why am i not why am i if this is feeling good how can i keep just do more of it how can i how can i not just stop doing what i don't like but just f- keep my focus on it or also like a big thing too is like I think by doing that, you're like trying new things. I think trying new things, surround yourself with different people, that allows for this fostering of the creative idea or the feel-good feeling. Yeah, and- it's a great point. It, it really is that that um, you, the choices you make, it, they're all your choices. So if you can identify, which is what I I think I'm trying to do very hard now, which Mm. I realize and recognize, is identify the parts of my day I enjoy that excite me, that fuel me, that provide me with creativity. You know, that's surrounding myself with family, that's surrounding myself with community. And then decide the one, and then look at the ones you don't. For me, you know, that this would be things like spending a lot of extra time on social media, you know, and, and learn, learn from those and lean into those. Um, it's so important to do this work. And especially now, like we're, we're in a, we're in this crazy pandemic, this chaotic time. What a cool time to say, you know what? I don't really love spending, you know, an hour or two on, on Facebook or Instagram. Why don't I shift that energy and go do something different with the, that hour or two? just try it one day a week maybe I don't know yeah absolutely I think honestly like during this time like a lot of people I know it's been difficult and there's a lot of obviously there's a lot of hard aspects to it too but I think a lot of people are more creative right now like if we look at what kind of things are coming out during these last you know almost 12 months now I know it's crazy almost 12 months like so much different things are coming out and people are switching work and people are not I know a lot of people got let go but also they're like whoa they're getting other opportunities like all these people who I know got let go eight months ago because of the whole situation they're like oh my god I'm doing this thing who who would have thought I would not have done it otherwise had I not been fired well not fired but like let go because of the situation you know so like Absolutely. This is the perfect moment in history to really, you know, take hold of that and channel it into something different, new, unique, however you want to call it. Um, Plenty of people, and they say this during times of crisis, some of the best companies and and the best creators were born out of these tough, challenging times. And so... You know, I think there's the, it, to the extent you can get off the couch or to the extent you can, you know, you have it in you to make a little bit of a, a small change, um, do it. For me, it's been doing things like this. I mean, I never, I'm such a private person. I, w- I would never come on 
to a show or a podcast or, you know, even on my own social media channels and, and share my story to challenge that, that level of vulnerability. But wow, I'm founding, I'm finding that there's so much fulfillment in being vulnerable, in sharing my story. And it's, that's a cool feeling too. I get, you know, again, we're sitting here and we're fired up. We're, we're yeah. motivated. See, like my energy from the beginning, exactly <laughs> to now we're being motivated, we're being fulfilled, like just by doing this, because there's, there's so much connection and, and, and there's so much, like, we're talking about something that's making us feel good as well. Like talking about what makes you feel good, makes you feel even better. So like we look and we look at, well, what are ways that we can feel better? What, what can we do here? Like it's sparking creativity. Maybe it's giving you more ideas, giving me more ideas. You know, like it's, it's, it, you know, you go into this kind of good spiral in a good way. Yes. I have this hippy dippy friend and now maybe I'm more hippy dippy because I've, we've been <laughs> talking about all this stuff for, you know, 40 minutes, but um, I have this hippy dippy friend and she encouraged me to start sharing my gratitudes. And I looked at her like she had three heads and, <laughs> you know, cause I just, I don't really sit there thinking about what I'm grateful for. I have my to-do list. I have all these things and I need to accomplish my day-to-day tasks. And, and of course I'm also creating, but, um, she said, you know, take some time to really say out loud, uh, what you are, ex- what you are grateful for, what you appreciate most, it can be in your day, it can be in life, it can be small, big, but you know, the more you say these things out loud, the more you hear positivity and it's reinforced. There's, there's something cool. It's not even this fake it till you make it, but I do think there is um, an important link between hearing yourself say something, something good, something positive, and you really, really believe it. It comes exactly. out more your and more body, in your body, your body. Exactly. Your body believes it too. And that's right. Like, you know, why don't we say out loud, not just what we're grateful for? Cause I know everyone says like, what are you grateful for? And we <laughs> say all that, but like, what are you excited about? Yeah. What, what excites you? Well, if it, nothing excites you or well, well, what can you do to, to get excited again? Something must excite you a little bit. How much, like, what could you do? Could you do more of that to like increase your excitement? And then like, see what happens there, you know, like what excites you and say that out loud. Instead of giving thanks this Thanksgiving here in the U.S., I'm going to be thinking about what excites me. I'm going to ask that question yeah, to my family. Question. Yeah. What excites you? And what let's, you? And, and, and how can you do more of it? It's great. Yeah. It's I great. love that. I do love that. So thank you so much, Lauren. I really, really love diving deep into this question with you. And it's really giving me a lot of like things I want to ponder on myself. And, and yeah, this is fantastic. I love to ask um, my guest speakers at the end, how has this question with me in this conversation made you reflect or highlight anything to you? For me, it's just given me a lot of energy. I can feel it inside me really bubbling up. I'm ready to not only take on my day, but I think continue to take on this week and this month. It's a busy one for us because it's around, we're around the corner from holiday season. So everyone's giving gifts um, and hopefully skincare can be part of those gifts. So for me, I'm going to channel this, this great energy towards the thing that excites me. And that right now is, is my passion of sharing, sharing skincare. 
We are very excited to announce that Roma Skincare will be giving away 15% off to our listeners when you use the promotional code GETTONOYOU15. That's GETTONOYOU15. It'll be in the show notes. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Thanks, Tiff. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Get to Know You. If you enjoyed this podcast, rate, review, and share the podcast on Facebook or Instagram. You can tag me at Get to Know You with Tiffany Farrak. In my mission to open conversations and access deeper dialogue, I want to hear from you listeners. The question again, how do you know you are fulfilled? Leave an audio, video, or a message on the Facebook or Instagram page of your response to today's question, including your name and where you are from. We will include some different responses in next week's Get to Know You Cafe to further deepen dialogue on this topic. If you have any topics you would like us to discuss, be sure to tag me in a post with your question. Join us every Tuesday on Get to Know You.